Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Homeschooling the super, super, super easy way. That's our topic today. I'm A.J. Hogue, author of Effortless English. Learn to speak English like a native. You speak English fluently. You speak English confidently. You speak English powerfully. You speak English effortlessly. When you commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, go to the website, sign up, and commit. That's how you get the results. Commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Effortless English uh, VIP members will be, I'll schedule the, um, our live webinar soon. I'm trying to figure out which time zone. Uh, obviously, I, it won't be a convenient time for everybody <laughs> since we have people everywhere in the world. But of course, I will record it. So all VIP members, you'll also get the recording of it. But I know you want to join live. You, Many of you may want to try to talk. So, um, yeah, anyway, tell me your if you're a VIP member, if you want to join the webinar and you want to talk during the webinar, contact me on Gab. Tell me your time zone, like which country you're in, or at least which region, like Europe, South America, you know, Middle East, whatever. And then I'll try to get a feeling for, you know, whichever whichever areas where I get the most responses, where the most VIP members tell me, I'll try to do a time for the webinar that's convenient for you. And I'll do it on a weekend so that, uh, well, of course, now, <laughs> I was just thinking, so you don't have to worry about work, but a lot of you are home anyway. Probably doesn't matter so much, but anyway, I'll still try to do it on a weekend. All right, homeschooling the super easy way. Now, I know a lot of people are homeschooling, quote, I say, quote, homeschooling, because it's, uh, we might call it kind of a hybrid of what is what people are doing now, right? Because of all this, uh, you know, that a lot of countries, people have to stay home and their kids are kind of homeschooling, I would call it, right? Quote, homeschooling, meaning it's, uh, I mean, technically, yes, it's homeschooling. They're doing school at home. But uh, it's not independent of the school systems. What most people are doing, for example, my sister with her five children, while they're learning at home, they're doing like online learning with the school system. So they're still in the public school system. They're still, you know, following the same curriculum, the same methods, the same mindset the same teachers, homework, all that stuff. And I know that some people are finding it very difficult. I've seen comments online. Um, people told me directly that, oh, it's, it's hard, it's hard, you know, that, that it's hard to get the kids motivated and uh, the parents are struggling. They're feeling like homeschooling is so tough. And some parents... You know, because some kids were, kids are different. This is the problem. 
And so some kids don't like this on a structure, 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 super structured way to do it, which is how schools do it. So the parents are trying to copy what is done at school. They're trying to basically do the same thing at home that the schools do in the schools, right? Sit down for a long time, go through all these lessons through these textbooks or through these lessons on a, on a, in an online program, you know, for hours a day, several, for a few hours a day, several hours a day, take quizzes and tests, all this kind of stuff, the typical school stuff. Some kids do okay with that, and a lot of kids don't. Okay, a lot of kids find it very, very boring, for good reason, I think. And so, parents are trying to force their kids to keep doing that, right? And there's, they're getting very frustrated, and they're like, oh, this is so tough, and our, our child doesn't want to do this, and they think, oh, homeschooling's so difficult. No, homeschooling's not difficult. This bullshit way of teaching is difficult. This bullshit way of learning is difficult because a lot of kids don't want to learn that way. So, it's not that homeschooling is, is hard. It's trying to f- copy what schools are doing, trying to do it that way. That's the hard part. So, what's the solution? I'm going to give you the solution today. It's the easiest way to do homeschooling. As I have said many times, there's not one way to do it. There are many ways to do it. And what you, you've got to figure out how your child learns. So, if your child's not doing well right now in homeschooling by following what the schools are telling you to do, stop doing that. Just throw that shit out. Oh, yeah, I know I'm cussing. I'm using bad words because uh, I feel very strongly about this. Because it is garbage. And, you know, you have two, two things you can do. You can keep trying to force your kid to learn in this very unnatural, boring way. And they're going to fight you and fight you and fight you the whole time. And they're getting the message that schooling, you know, that, that learning, that education is boring and difficult and no fun and not interesting. And you as the parent, you're getting the idea that homeschooling is really tough and difficult and your kid doesn't, can't do well and your child can't learn independently, which is all bullshit. It's not true. Okay, it's just the way you're doing it doesn't work because they're trying to force you into that system. So, don't copy that system. It's just like Effortless English, guys. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same. You know, it's like you, you guys figured it out, right? That grammar, translation, and textbooks, all that stuff. You know it doesn't work, right? You did it in school. You probably did it in high school and college, most of you. And you got bad results, and you probably hated it, and it was boring, and you didn't like it, and all the tests, and all that. So, what did you do when you finally got effortless English? Did you just go home, and at home, did you try to do just the exact same thing again? Grammar, textbooks, tests. No, right? If, if you do that, if you use the same methods at home, you still would get bad results with your English. So, what you did is, it's not just that you learned at home English, but you changed the way you learned, right? You learned in a natural way, an independent way. Effortless English is a very different way to learn using stories and other methods. So, it's, it's not just... You know, being, ind- being an independent learner is a great first step. It's an important first step for better education, but it's not the only step because 
the great advantage of being an independent learner is you are free to choose different methods, different ways that fit you, right? And that's what you did with Effortless English. That's why you are getting much better results. Well, your child is not different. Your child is the same thing. So, if your child is getting bad results from the school system, meaning they're bored, they're, you're having a hard time with them at home, don't keep doing the same thing. Don't keep following that system. Just throw it out and try something else. There are many ways to do this, but I'm going to give you the super, 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 super easy way to do it. And it works. It works. It works. You just have to have faith. The method I'll teach you today for homeschooling requires really one thing only, and that is faith from parents. You have to have faith that your child can learn. You have to have faith that your child actually has inside him or her the natural desire to learn, that children naturally want to learn, are curious, and if you give them the freedom and the guidance that they will do it, that they will learn and they will learn incredibly well. Instead of trying to force, force, force everything. Now, a lot of parents don't have that faith. They think, oh, well, if I don't force them to, to work and do lessons and, and complete work, you know, worksheets and do all this stuff, they won't learn. And there's all this fear that comes from the school systems. You've got to have faith to do what I'm going to tell you to do today. And you have to have patience because it might require a six-month or so, so, probably around six months, about a six-month time period of uh, transition or adjustment where you will think nothing's happening. And then your fear is going to come up. So you got to have faith to do this. But I'll tell you, it'll take away all the stress of homeschooling that some of you are feeling. So let's review it. I'm going to give you a book. If you want, are interested in this, you should buy this book. And the name of the book is The Unschooling Handbook. The Unschooling, U-N, Unschooling. It means it's the opposite of schooling. The non-schooling is what it means. But it's the title of the book is The Unschooling Handbook. The Unschooling Handbook. Let me give you, uh, who's the author? By Mary Griffith. Mary Griffith. I'll put it in the comments here if you're watching on video. Whoa, where'd my screen go? All right. Unschooling. Whoops. Unschooling Handbook by Mary Griffith. G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H. All right. Let's take a look at the Unschooling Handbook by Mary Griffith. And I'm going to read some sections about from this book first, and then we'll discuss it. Here we go. Section one. Talking about what is homeschooling. Unschooling is basically a matter of attitude and approach. Simply put, unschooling puts the learner in charge. 
Unschooling puts the learner in charge. The learner is the boss. The learner is the master of their own learning. Here's what uh, one mom who does it says. This is a quote. Unschooling to me means learning what one wants, when one wants, in the way one wants, where one wants, for one's own reasons. The learning is learner-directed. Advisors or facilitators are sought out as desired by the learner. There are no curricula, no lesson plans, no schedules, no agendas. Most of the learning is quiet, even invisible. There is not a focus on creating a lot of products. That means like papers, um, reports, tests, quizzes, none of that. Sounds impossible? Question mark. The idea that children, even quite young children, should be in charge of their own education, choose what they want to learn and how they learn it, and even choose whether they should learn anything at all, sounds crazy. Surely there must be more than that. So let's repeat it again. This is the quote. So basically, unschooling is just totally relaxed. Unschooling means learning what one wants, what someone wants, when they want, in the way they want, where they want, for their own reasons. The learning is learner-directed. The learner, the student, directs it. Advisors or facilitators, and it will just say advisors or coaches, are sought out as desired by the learner. All right. So basically, here's what here's how it works, guys. I'm gonna uh, we'll, I'm gonna explain a little bit of this, and then we'll come back and I'll read a few more quotes from different parents who do it. Okay. So basically, what it means is that your child decides what they want to learn. You don't tell them, right? So you get up uh, in the daytime, and you know you still set rules don't let them watch you know no tv my my advice is no tv you know no no internet no video games okay so you got to take a, don't just let them do that stuff of course not right take away all that that modern garbage so then what do they want to learn what do they want to do that day probably if they've been in the school system a while they're probably just going to want to play let them play let them play. Let them have a few weeks of just playing. No pressure to do anything at all. No pressure to do anything at all. Take a break. Give them a spring break. <laughs> okay? That's my advice. But then what's going to happen is you have to trust this. You have to trust this. This is where the trust comes. This is where the faith comes. You have to have faith that your child, that children in general, are naturally very, very curious. You have to have faith that children naturally want to learn. They want to learn about what? About everything. About the world. About the adult world. About what you do and what your, your husband or wife does. About nature. About everything around them. Because they do. So what you do as the parent when you're unschooling is you just wait. You wait until they become curious about something. What? 
anything. You don't push it. You let them direct it. You let them decide. It could be anything. Who knows? It might be a story. It might be a bug. They're outside and you find a bug. And they say, what's this? Bang! Now is your opportunity to help them. Now is your opportunity to coach them and help them begin learning. They're curious about something. It could be about the clouds. It could be about rain. It could be about weather. It could be about buildings. It could, who knows? It's going to jump all over the place. You never know what it's going to be. I'll use my nephew as an example. He's a great example of this because he, he has been, you know, he's such an obvious example of this for me because um, when he was one and a half years old, basically a baby, just beginning to talk, you know, just saying like a couple of words, he was very interested in plants. Very interested in plants. And he wanted to, he was constantly picking up little seeds and, and, and saying the word for seed. And uh, he visited my wife and I in Hawaii and he saw the avocados. He wanted to see the avocados. It was so, and he, he learned the word avocado, avocado, avocado. I still remember him saying it. One of his first words, avocado, 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 avocado. He would say avocado, avocado, avocado. So I would take him outside and look at the avocado, avocados and, uh, you know, and then open them up and so he could explore about it, right? And see them. You know, he, he couldn't read at that time, but he could still really explore all these plants, just, you know, touching them and, and you know, cutting them open. You know, we would, you know, break them open and he could look at them and play with them. And then as he got older, his mom would begin to read to him, she would teach him about these plants that he was interested in. He still couldn't read himself yet, but she would go to the library and check out all these books. And he started learning the names of all of these different plants. And not just like some baby names. I mean, like real names. <laughs> the real full, you know, not necessarily Latin names, but the full actual names of these things. So not just tree, but he would learn, you know, maple tree, oak tree, you know, etc. right? He didn't just learn mushroom. He learned the names of all kinds of different mushrooms that he would find. All kinds of different bugs. And then he would, when they found something outside he was curious about, they would bring, bring it home or take a picture on the cell phone. And then they would look through the books or maybe... Uh, his mom would uh, search, help him, you know, search. They would search on the internet and they would find out what it was. Like, say they found a flower. Well, it's like, oh, what is this flower? And then they would go searching through books to identify it. And then they would figure out what plant it came from. They'd learn the name of it. They'd learn, you know, what kind of plant is it? Can you eat it? Is it poisonous? Um, on and on and on. He learned a huge amount. He And... And his, his interests naturally changed, you know, like, it, so it was plants. And then for a while, it was really, it was f f very specifically focused on mushrooms. And then later, he started getting into insects and bugs and then specifically cicadas. And now he's interested in fit. Now he's nine years old. He's interested in fish. He's out trying to catch little fish, little tiny fish. Um, it's, this is natural, guys. This is what kids do. This is what kids do. And so all you need to do is you use their natural learning, desire, and curiosity, and you just let you just follow it along so that there's no there are no lessons. There's no textbook. And really, there's no schedule. There's not a schedule. Oh, from this time to this time we must sit down and study. No. 
It's just you go through the day and there's kind of a mix of playing and exploring and learning. And when, whenever they get curious about something, well, then you go learn about it. And then, oh, then they kind of get bored with that. And so then, oh, man, then they just want to play around and run around. They need to run around. They need a huge amount of running around. <laughs> so you run, they run around. Maybe you start wrestling and you're playing with your kid and they, they, they start getting interested in martial arts or something. You could teach them a few moves, you know, just, you, just, you don't have to be good at it. Get online, find out, find a couple jujitsu techniques, teach them, or a couple judo techniques or something. They might get interested in that. Then you could, you could go into that and, and do like a whole program of some kind of martial art. Or maybe they won't be interested in it, but you let, you follow them. That's it. So the whole day is just a mix of playing and exploring and learning and there's not, they're not separated. And it all just happens very naturally. Some days might be mostly play. Other days will be more, you know, exploring and learning, you know, book learning. And other days will be more, you know, hands-on, making things, doing things. And that's all it is. That's it. This is the natural way. The most natural, natural, natural way. And it works. It works. You know, as you do this, this is how you teach them to read. Don't push reading too fast don't, or hard on them. You just, but as they get interested in something, guess what? You just naturally, you keep going to libraries and getting online and they quickly figure out, wow, this, these books have a lot of cool information. Mom and dad, you know, I'm learning all this stuff. Mom and dad are reading these books to me. They're, they, they start wanting, they want to learn, read it themselves. They want to be able to do that because this is something else that's natural to children. They want to be like the big people. They want to be like mom and dad. So they're going to, they copy you. They want to copy you. They see you cooking. They want to help. So let them help. Okay, of course, don't let them do something dangerous with fire or big knives if they're small. But... Let them start doing little things and start teaching them about cooking and food and nutrition, right? And they're just going to be excited about it. It's not a lesson. There's no textbooks, but they're going to learn a huge amount. I mean, this is how we learn, right? Isn't this how you learn as an adult? This is how I learned. Anything I've learned effectively, I've done just by in this way, exploring it independently. So this is what you do. And they will learn to read. And eventually you can bring in math. Uh, you know, one of the best ways to bring math in is money and buying things. Because uh, most of the time, and eventually your kid's going to want things. And inst don't just, instead of just buying it for them and giving it to them, you say, well, how much does it cost? And then you can say, well, they, they don't know. Well, let's find out. And you can get on and do research. Oh, it costs $10.50. So then you start teaching them about money. And they start learning numbers. And then they, you know, how are you going to make that? You can start teaching them about business and making money. There's just huge, you know, and, and in this way, they can learn most of the essential math. Uh, you know, a lot of it can be connected to money. And then you can connect it to other things, too. You can be creative and you can kind of gradually bring math into all this, too. Math and reading, in terms of in terms of academic skills, you know what we might call school skills. Those are the only two that are essential. Math and reading. Reading, they're going to want to read, okay? Because reading opens the whole world of knowledge. 
plus stories, of course. You want to be reading stories, cool, fun stories to them. That's the other thing that's going to make them excited about reading. Reading is pretty easy. And then math, again, you count things. Yeah, you, you, you just start, as you're exploring the natural world, you can start to bring math in and you can just be a little bit creative and they will start getting interested in that too. This is it. It's so easy. There's no stress. Let's say your kid wakes up. You don't have to force them to do anything. So there's no stress on you as the parent. There's no stress at all. What do they want to do? Oh, I want to, let's, I don't know, you know, just whatever. You just, you can just see and throw stuff out. You want to cook? You want to make, help me make breakfast? Okay, let's do it. Boom. And you start, you start doing it and you start teaching them and they start learning, you know, like how you make breakfast. And there's just so many opportunities you can pull in, um, you know, all these different things just through your normal daily life. As you go shopping, take them to the grocery store, let them, you know, help you with the budget. Count how much it is. I, you know, there's if you're just a little creative, it's so much more fun, and there's no, no, no stress because you're not trying to force anything. I mean, this is the Taoist way. <laughs> okay, unschooling is so very Taoist, and I love it. I'm gonna read a couple more quotes from this book, the Unschooling Handbook. Okay, living this way, this is a quote from another parent, a, a mom. Living this, where is it? Let me find it again. Uh, where is it? Living this way requires a considerable amount of trust and patience. Trust that children will learn what they need to know without years of conventional teaching. And patience enough to let them get to it in their own good time. It is not a life to be hurried, nor is it neat and tidy. So, in other words, they're saying you have to have patience and just realize they'll learn it eventually, okay? You can't get stressed out of, oh my God, they don't know how to do fractions yet, uh, right? Just chill out, man. They can, they're going to learn it, okay? They're, they'll get to it. And you just got to be patient that they're not following the exact schedule that the school will tell you. And you have to trust that they will want to learn, and they will. In fact, the more you do this, the more they unplug from the school system, the more the natural curiosity comes back, stronger and stronger and stronger, the more their love of learning comes back, stronger and stronger and stronger, and then eventually they're like, my nephew, you can't stop them. You can't stop them. They are constantly exploring and trying to learn everything they see and hear, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> which might be, I don't know, not, it's not stressful, but it's, it'll be a little demanding. But it's in a fun way, in a, in a non-stressful way, compared to what a lot of people are doing now, trying to follow what the school's telling them to do. That's a terrible way to homeschool. Here's another quote. This is from another mom who does this. Okay, we don't approach learning as something people do as a separate activity. So that's so. In other words, see, this is the other thing that's it's, po it's a poison idea, right? Schools have this idea that learning is something you do in a special room in a special building. Learning is separate from life, the rest of life, right? There's learning and there's play. There's learning and then home life, and they're totally separate and different, which is of course 
bullshit. It's nonsense, right? No, they're saying they don't do this. The unschooling people, they realize that life and learning are the same thing. That you're always learning in all parts of life. They're not separate activities. We live our lives and learn as we go. So they learn as they go about, as they do their normal life. As they go shopping, they learn. As they cook their meals, they learn. As they play, they learn. As they go outdoors, they learn. You know, it's just they just live their life and learn at the same time. We have no teaching, no classes, no lesson plans, no grades, no curriculum, no textbooks, and no tests. Hallelujah! <laughs> so that's the same. This, this woman's name is Linda. Basically, I don't pay attention to what the kids are learning. It's enough to see they are growing as people and gaining knowledge and experience as they go. I don't track what they do, right? Doesn't keep track of what they do. We talk a lot about subjects they're interested in. There's no special time to do a learning activity. And there nor are there any activities done only because they're educational. I have no list of what I think they should know at a certain age. But we do a lot of learning. Our interests tend to be in things that are frequently considered educational. The kids spend a lot of time using the computer for research. Uh, Simon, her son, loves to read and spends a lot of his time reading. They both do a lot of writing. But they're not forced to do this. It just comes out naturally. It comes out naturally. All right. Those are the main quotes I have. I think that gives you an idea. So there you go. Any of you who have kids at home now and you're stressed out, just do this and relax. Just relax. Forget all the nonsense that the school system's trying to make you do. Forget all their stupid lesson plans. Forget their ridiculous textbooks. Forget their stupid schedules. Forget all their tests. Forget all of that garbage. Just relax and let your kid relax for a change and live and learn as you go. So simple. So, 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 so simple and powerful and human and real and natural. So instead of learning becoming, you know, being a source of, of stress and difficulty in your family, it becomes a source of joy, a source of happiness, a source of, a source of love and connection between you, something you share together that connects you makes your relationship stronger with your children. This is the way to go, guys. The Unschooling Handbook by Mary Griffith is a good one. There are, there are lots of books about unschooling. You can do some searches about unschooling. But uh, as, a, as a kind of a beginner handbook, a beginner manual of how to start, that's a good book. Although, as since I just explained it to you, you really don't need a manual. You don't need a handbook. There's no plan. You just... Do it. But if you want a little confidence, you could get that book. Stop letting the schools hurt your family. Stop, let, stop letting the schools stress out your children 
and you. Education, learning, should not be a source of stress. It should be a source of happiness and joy. And that's for all of us, even as adults, but especially for parents and children. All right, let's get into our comments right now. First, I'll go with the uh, member comments, uh, supporting member comments on YouTube. Thanks again for doing that. Appreciate the little extra support. And uh, then I'll open it up. (laughs) Fernando says, I'm glad you're doing the show in a regular time. More or less. Okay, uh, Vladislav says, I see examples of my cousins, nephews, and nieces. In early ages, they were so curious. But as they studied at school, their their curiosity gradually disappeared. Parents complained they're not interested. Yeah, why are they not interested? Because they're bored out of their damn minds. Because they, the schools have taught them that learning is boring and controlled. So, right. But you know what? I'll give you some hope. If you took any of those kids out of the school system, uh, it would come back. But this is what, but here's the problem. It'll take some time, right? So let's say you've got, you know, one of your cousins and they've been in the school system. They're 10 years old. They've been in the school system their whole childhood. And you suddenly decide to try unschooling. Do you think on the first day they want, they're going to want to read a lot of books and, and, they're going to be super curious? No, they're not. Right? This is why parents, this is why you need faith. Because on the first day, the first week, the first month, <laughs> probably the first four, five, six months, they're just going to want to be lazy and do nothing at all because they got to get like that, that the poison of school, all those beliefs, all those negative feelings about learning. They've got to let all that get out. They've got to have some freedom to come alive again. They're just going to want to play. Okay, let them do it. Just, just, be, just be confident. It'll come back. The learning, the curiosity will come back. But it might take a few months if they've been really, you know, you know, controlled by or in the school system for a long time. It's, the longer they've been in the school system, the longer they will need for the curiosity to wake up again. Uh, so... Don't let them watch TV, though. Don't let them do passive things, because then they might try to do that. Don't, don't allow that. Okay? They might say, oh, I'm bored. Good. Boredom is good. Boredom is their friend, because boredom will lead them to wake up their curiosity. Boredom will lead them to figure out things to do. Okay, so do not let them watch TV. Do not let them play around on the internet. Do not let them play video games. Do not let them be on cell phones. None of that crap, right? Just let, but if they just want to play, if they want to lay around and do nothing, yeah, let them do it for a while. But eventually they're probably going to want to get active. Kids don't like to sit around doing nothing. So this is, they're going to, that energy, that enthusiasm is going to come back, but it might take a little while. Juan Alarte says, homeschooling is challenging to me. I did not do homeschooling when I was in school. Yeah, I didn't either. But as I said, the way I described this way of doing homeschooling, which is called unschooling, is it's the easiest thing you could do. It's so easy. It's just super easy, guys. There's, there's zero stress. 
Okay, let's see. Alana Khan says, The biggest problem most parents are unaware about homeschooling alternatives like me before listening to you. I never heard or read about it. Brave New World wants us to be programmed and pay taxes. Yeah, I mean, that's right. You're right. They're, they're programmed and uh, clueless. But you're not. Mari says, My father was aggressive with me and my brothers. <laughs> Yeah, well, you just, just chill out. This is a this is a great great way to do it in a relaxed way. Ilana Khan says uh, homeschooling is a great opportunity for parents too to wake up their curiosity to learn new stuff with kids. That is a great point because it's so you'll you'll find it such a joyful, happy thing, right? Right now, if you're trying to make your kid do these lessons in a textbook from the school, then you also probably feeling like, oh, this is terrible. This sucks. This is no fun. This is just stressful for me as a, as a parent. But you do it this way, unschooling, and as their curiosity wakes up, yours does. Because they get interested in, um, you know, trees, for example. Suddenly you might find, yeah, this is kind of interesting, right? You, they'll, they'll find interesting and sometimes even strange things that they're curious about. Things you you have never thought about, but then because your child's interested, you're going to help them learn about it, and then suddenly you're learning about something completely new and different, also, and it wakes up your curiosity, and it becomes I see it becomes a connection because you're learning something new because of your child. Your child introduced that topic to you, right? So it just creates such a better relationship. You share this thing that you're now both learning together. It's so, it's, it's fantastic. Well, I want to say, will homeschooling give you credits and diplomas to find employment? Yeah, no problem. Employment's not a problem. If you want a diploma, they can just take a high school. Uh, there's, there's a test they can take that's the same as a diploma. So it's no big deal. I, you know, every country's a little different. The United States is easy, easy, easy. Some countries may be more difficult, but you can still, you could always have them take the American high school test. They would get an American diploma. It's called the GED, uh, which probably would work, I think, for most. And then from there, they can easily go into colleges. So it's not a problem. Also, a lot of colleges uh, don't even require, a lot of colleges uh, accept homeschoolers. It's no problem. Uh, there are a lot of online colleges that do this now. So anyway, there are, there are options. There are plenty of options. There, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Vladislav says, my relatives are not likely to take their kids out of school. Yeah, most won't. They're so crazy about school. They're not ready to wake up. Most are not. Okay, let's open up comments and questions to everybody. Mm-hmm. You maybe can tell this is a passionate topic for me. I'm very enthusiastic about this. Quite love this book, too. Very nice book. Even has uh, like a little kind of lesson plan, <laughs> not lesson plan, but like examples of a day, like what they people do. And uh, there's no lessons, there's no plan. They just kind of do fun, cool, interesting things all day, <laughs> and they learn as they go. It's great. Uh, David 
Ujalaki says, I fully agree with you about public schools. They're terrible and useless. What do you think about private schools? Eh, mostly useless. <laughs> um, there are a few innovative private schools out there, you know, that kind of do things quite differently. But it's still a school. Why Just teach your own children. Don't send it off to somebody else. That's that's my opinion about it. Even the innovative ones, it's still a stranger teaching your kid or strangers. Um it's so you're still become a slave to their system, their schedule, their way, their methods. So I'm not a fan of private schools. And they they're expensive also, most of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, some people say in, uh, in their country they can't do homeschooling. So you have two options. Number one, get organized. Get organized. Fight politically. Get the laws changed. Option two, break the law. What should we do about compulsory education? So again, like every country is different. You've got to uh, research this on your... I, I, there's no way I can know all the, the laws in every single country about homeschooling. You can check out that website I said before, HSLDA, Homeschool Legal Defense Association.org. They've got uh, information about uh, each, you know, a lot... Most countries around the world can give you a general idea of what the, the laws are. And as I said, you've got two choices. If, if you don't like the laws, you can... Well, you got three choices, my friend. <laughs> you can get organized, get the laws changed. People are doing that in Brazil right now. I'm confident you will succeed. Don't quit. Keep fighting. You'll do it. Your president wants, wants it to happen, so I think it'll happen. Just got to keep fighting. Choice two, break the law. Break the law. Choice three is move. <laughs> if you have that option, move to a country or a place where you can do it. Ibrahim Ali says, people think it's tough to homeschool because they're afraid to try something new. They're afraid of the unknown. But in reality, they've got nothing to lose. They can always go back to the old method. Exactly. You have nothing to lose. There's nothing to fear about this. I it is exactly that. As it's, this is, you'll find this in life. So many areas of life, people are afraid of the unknown. And if you just think a little about it, like Ibrahim Ali is saying, you will find in most cases, you really have nothing to lose. You can always go back to the old way. So... There's, there's almost no risk at all. Why not try it? Amir says, what do you think about the process of exams for homeschools? How do we give exams? Well, in the method I'm teaching you today, you don't give exams. No exams. Vadim says, schools convince people that learning for children is very a very hard process, that we need professional, <laughs> I like the quotes, teachers. But in fact, it's super easy. Exactly. And most teachers are idiots. Um, so, yeah, exactly right. It's not hard. There's nothing hard. <laughs> people, the, an education degree is a joke, guys. It's a joke. 
Philippe says, in my entire life, and I have an education degree, I have a master's in uh, teaching English, as a, which, uh, which is, you know, part of the education department. So, I can tell you from direct experience, it's a joke. Uh, in my entire life, I have hated school, says Felipe. My wife and I are planning to have children next year. We are preparing ourselves to homeschool. Yes! Credit to you. Awesome. Good for you. And good luck. Please share your experiences when uh, once you do it. So, good luck to you. And to your wife, too. Juan says, homeschooling is a very good idea because a college education is expensive in the USA. Yeah, you can do it all the way up to college. Uh, in college, you know, you can do online programs if you... In, first of all, a lot, you know, college is not 100% necessary, but in some areas and some for some professions, for some jobs, it is necessary for, to get that piece of paper, but there are cheaper ways to do it. Well, that, that's a topic for another show. Uh, we could do that sometime talk about college and you know when is college a good idea when is it not a good idea how can you do it cheaply if you need to do it yeah like uh, Michael says learning English with effortless English is the best way to acquire English as a foreign language it's also homeschooling but for adults it is it's home education it's independent learning for adults thank you AJ for the amazing lessons great yeah, Ilana Khan says, Now when my kids are at home, I see them so relaxed and calm. They're cooking, making funny projects for our pets, playing together. Yes. 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 Mingma says, I'm very sad that I didn't get homeschooled. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but because my parents didn't know what homeschooling was. Well, mine didn't either. Uh, nowadays, it's valuable for children. Memorize, memorization through studying books, art, music, everything independently. Yeah, it can all be done independently. That's right. But hey, you know, we can do better for our kids. Carol says, my son learned to read by himself when he was four. He used to see us reading and was frustrated because he couldn't always read stories to him. Because we couldn't always re read stories to him. He found a way by himself. I don't even know how he figured it out. <laughs> right? Isn't that amazing? How, uh, right. It's just, this, is, this is what children can do if you have a little faith. Okay? And just imagine. I mean, he just figured it out by himself. They don't even know how he learned to read. He just did it. That's impressive. <laughs> it's very impressive. <laughs> okay? It's, it's, uh, and they will, uh, you know, John Taylor Gatto, um, one of the you know, great, uh, what, pr promoters of homeschooling uh, was a teacher. I think he said it only takes, I can't remember the number, but it doesn't take many hours to teach children how to read. If you just, if, you know, once they're at a certain age, their mind is kind of ready. If, if you just get them to love stories and love books by reading to them, uh, both stories and also, like I said, reading about things that are interesting, you know, the getting information and they see you reading it, then, um, you know, you can actually teach them. There are a couple little basic methods you can use and it, it won't take so long. But as you can see, it, 
they'll they'll even just figure it out themselves if they if they need to. It's, it's amazing. You gotta have some faith in these little guys. Won't you let your child go to school? Asked Annie. Me? No. Absolutely not. Yamati says, my father punished us if we didn't do homework after school. He didn't trust us. He made us hate studying. Exactly. See, this is what it does. When you do, when you have this hard approach, it just makes them hate it. Yeah, well, and just do some research about it. Keep keep reading about it if you're interested in homeschooling. There's lots of ways to do it. But this is the easy... I'm giving you the easy way today, guys. This is the easiest way. There are other ways you can do it. But this way works. And it's super, 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 super easy. It's called unschooling. It's the most loose and relaxed way to do it. Do you think... Ahmad says, do you think we have to change our education system in some Arabic countries? Not only Arabic. And I just, just, here's what I, I don't think we, I don't care about changing the education system. Just withdraw. Just leave the education system. That's all you have to do. What other people do is their problem. Just get out of the education system. Let it collapse. If enough people leave the education system, if enough families and children leave, It'll just collapse. So that's that's all we need to do. It's not just Arabic countries. It's everywhere. Okay, I'm going to jump down and go backwards here. It's moving fast again. Letterself says, in Vietnam, I heard you have to go to college to be hired. It's a law. It can't be that every single person goes to college. I don't know. I don't know the laws in Vietnam, but it's a communist country, so homeschooling's illegal there. Yeah, I'm sure it's illegal, and uh, I'm not surprised about that. But it's illegal in Germany, too. Germany is one of the worst, most horrible places, countries in the world for homeschooling. It's, you know, <laughs> shades of, uh, of, of, uh, 1940. <laughs> so, says, you made me so interested in homeschooling. I want to hire a kid to practice homeschooling on. <laughs> Just have your own. Just have have your own kids, and then you can practice on them. <laughs> Rizalva says, in memory of John Taylor Gatto, great man. Yes, indeed. Wonderful, wonderful books. Check him out. John Taylor, he's passed away, but yeah, big influence on me too. Amir says, I don't agree with this method because guy's going to be lazy. Well, you are lazy, maybe, but... Children are not naturally lazy. 
they learn to be lazy, but they're not naturally lazy. They're naturally curious, full of enthusiasm, full of energy, full of curiosity. And it's adults, mostly in the school systems, that crush all of that. If you free them from all of that, it will come back. Now, if you're, as an adult, are lazy, don't put that on to kids. Because that's your problem. Yeah, like Ming Ma says, I, I like the way this is well said. Homeschool shows, homeschooling shows the hidden personality of the kids, what they like, their hobbies, understanding their physiology confidently, and finally revealing, reveals all this in public. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's who they are come out, right? Their, their natural, again, their natural curiosities and enthusiasms and all of these things. And specifically, we're talking about unschooling today. There are other ways, guys. There are other ways to do it that are a bit more structured. Uh, there's some that are called classic or the trivium, and they're also have their strong points and maybe their weak points. But um, again, you know, today the point of unschooling is that it's the easiest possible way. So there's just no excuse, right? Because parents make, make some parents will make the excuse it's stressful, it's difficult. Well, then do this. Okay, if you find it stressful and difficult, just do unschooling. There's zero stress. There's zero difficulty. It's just joyful and wonderful and totally flexible and relaxed. If you're if you're a more disciplined person, you've got the energy, you're you're excited to do it, you could explore some of the other ways of doing homeschooling. But the point is you don't have to. Okay? The home, this works perfectly well. Unschooling works very well. And uh and it's incredibly enjoyable. So there's just there's no reason to get stressed about it. Uh, Juan says I would like to to do homeschooling because I don't want to go to college. Well, you can go to homeschooling and go to college too if you want. It's your choice. My issue is I'm already 56. I say homeschooling may be a good option. Oh, we. I mean, as an adult, of course. As an adult, if you don't need a degree, why you don't you're not going to learn anything in a classroom. Just learn it on your own. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I, I am, I am now. I cannot learn, go to a classroom. I will not. They're just so inefficient, and and there's just so much nonsense. And ugh. I can learn anything, anything I want, faster, easier, independently. Uh, it just as all that is required is I'm motivated. <laughs> if I don't learn, it's because I'm not motivated, and I don't. I'm not tr- very interested in the topic. If I'm really motivated about something, I will figure it out and learn it on my own. I mean, any adult should be able to do that. But the the key point is that kids can do this too, with just a little bit of coaching and encouragement and guidance from their parents. And as the kids get older, they become more and more and more independent. By the time a kid's, uh, if, if, a, if a child starts at a young age doing this, this unschooling, by the time they're teenagers, they're going to be 99% independent learners. They're just going to do it all on their own. And they might occasionally come to you for a little help or guidance, but uh, they, they're going to be very, very, very independent. 
which is great. Twitter, this is a common thing, so I'm just going to answer this again because it's nonsense. Uh, it's hard for the majority of people to teach home their children at home because they have to work in order to survive. Yeah. One wage is not enough. Bullshit. To raise the children. Bullshit. So both parents need to work. Bullshit. That's not true. Both parents do not need to work. The problem is people want to live a nice, expensive life. Right? So they choose things over their children. They choose a bigger house, nicer apartment, a car, whatever, TV, cell phones, all this kind of stuff. They choose that instead of having one parent stay home with the child. You can still survive with most people. Okay, maybe exceptions. There are exceptions to everything. But most people can survive on one salary and do homeschooling. But you're just going to have to cut, cut, cut your expenses and live very simply. And yeah, a lot of people don't want to do that. But that means you're choosing things over your children. So it's not, it's, you know, it's a choice. Oh, Ibrahim Ali says, my nephew hates school a lot. He asked me to teach him computer, a computer subject and math sometimes. I threw the textbook away, taught him in a fun way, using an actual computer. Imagine that. Imagine learning a com- something about computers by actually using a computer instead of a book, a textbook. It was like playing games for him. Well, exa- look, I, I don't do programming, right? But certainly, you know, kind of what you might call typical, uh, you know, just using using program, which is what most people do, right? They just use programs. They use software in business or in their personal life. How do you learn that? Do you, I, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever read a book on how to how to use a program. You just get in, you just open it up and you start clicking and trying stuff and eventually you figure out how to do it. That's all you got to do, right? The schools will never, that's not how you learn in school. They'll have you for like a whole semester, week by week, learning every function of WordPress or something. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's a, such an unnatural, boring, slow way to learn when mostly in most topics, you just need to jump in and explore and figure things out and learn by doing and it's so much more interesting and fun. So that's great, Abraham, great. Slavika says, I spent many hours studying with my daughter before she went to school. She was bored at school, at home, learning what is what she wanted. Right. And yeah, you'll see this too with kids that, you know, good parents, (laughs) uh, with their young children, you know, who are before school age, younger than school age, uh, you know, parents are reading to them and they're learning and they're excited. It's all great. Then they go off to school and suddenly it becomes like a, you know, unpleasant. Uh, Mari says, I read some news that says 35% of Americans have a bachelor's degree. Is this true or not true? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Let's look it up. <laughs> um, what percent of Americans have a college degree? 
So according to the internet, 37%. There you go. According to the census. That's probably fairly reliable. What do you think about cram schools? Blech. Yuck. No thanks. Even worse than normal school. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do you think about, uh, let's see, schools are the root of all evil. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but uh, there's a good amount of evil there. Uh, Alexi says, do you know any adults who are homeschooled in their childhood? I'm trying to think if I've met any in my own, in my personal life. Oh, yeah, yeah, my, um, yeah, my cousin. Duh. I have a cousin who is homeschooled. Agnes says, school's basically good for people, but sometimes boring. No, I'd say it's not good for people. I'd say it's evil and very, very, very bad for people. Ruslan, what do you think about Montessori schools? Ah, uh, you know, probably better than a public school, but it's school school. Uh, I don't, you know, that's kind of similar to what people said about asking me about private schools. And yes, I know some, there's some like Montessori, there's some, you know, really kind of some kind of hippie type schools and loose schools and all this, but they're still schools. It's still strangers teaching your children. Why do that? Why do you want strangers to teach your children? Teach your own children. Ilke says, what if parents are not qualified enough to teach their kids? Again, with this method of unschooling, you don't need any qualification. You don't need any anyway, but um, is driven by, you know, you're mostly what's called facilitating. You're helping, right? So it's, it's not hard to teach, guys. It's so easy. It's so easy. What qualifications do you need to teach a child? None, really. I mean, any functional adult can do this. It's not that hard. The purple coach, is that coach? Is this uh, Cleefy? He says, the fear of trying new things, homeschooling, makes us stuck in the old methods and afraid to leave our comfort zone. Yeah, that's kind of it for most people, right? That's what it really is, right? It's just the fear of the unknown. It's the, it's the, and it's the fear of... Um, what other people will think, right? Those two are the big ones that I've seen about, about a lot of things in life, but especially in this topic, especially.
Okay. Ahmad says, in our country, it's a custom to teach cultural and religious topics for children. Yeah, as you should. Which works really well. If we use this method in other subjects, will be more beneficial. Right. Well, this is part, this is one of the many, many reasons to choose homeschooling is that uh, <laughs> if you send your children to school, they're getting Brave New World propaganda probably does not fit your religion, your culture, your heritage, your values. Your kids are being brainwashed by some pretty evil people, in fact. So, if they're home with you, you teach them your religious beliefs, your culture, your values, your principles. You can actually teach them about goodness and morality and virtue, right? They're not going to learn that in school. They're going to learn the opposite. So, this is one of the most important reasons to homeschool. One of the most. Do you have any idea about the Lebanese education system, asks Ahmad. I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Uh, nope. Yeah, Vladislav says, I think you shouldn't worry about what other people tell you about homeschooling. Exactly. Just chill. They didn't, they didn't raise your children. They didn't have sleepless nights because of your babies. Exactly. They're your children, and it's your responsibility to teach them, not someone else. So who cares what they think? Let them do what they want with their own children. If they want to send their children to school, fine. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to change their mind right? Yes, you're responsible for your children and that's all. So do what you feel is best and right for your children and it uh, doesn't matter what other people think. But at the same time, there's like there's no need to try to uh, you know, pressure anybody else to do this. I'm not even pressuring you. I'm offering um, you know, ways to do this in a very, very, very relaxed way. But in the end, of course, you'll, you do what you want. Yeah, as Hadi said. Hadi actually just saw this comment. Hadi just you know, had a comment very similar to what I just said. He says, In my opinion, parents have all responsibility when it comes to teaching their children. Homeschooling is the best option for them. Exactly. Exactly right. Manish, I'll talk about the challenges... Um, in, uh, we're almost done with the challenge, so a couple more days and we're done, and we'll do. I'll talk, do a big show about it. Dahin says, "Can you make a video about nature, hiking, or camping?" Yes, I will. That's a good topic. Uh, quite in th one of my enthusiasms. Something I'm actually very much looking forward to getting into again, doing a lot more hiking and camping again with my children. Uh, so. Yeah, it's a fun topic. I like talking about it, so sure. Yeah, like Ong says, one of the great things about home education is we can customize. 
Homeschooling is unclear here in Myanmar. I'll be teaching my little brother soon. Great, great. Yes, that's exactly right. You can customize, right? Meaning you can do it differently with every single child. I love it. And especially this unschooling way that we're talking about today is uh, you, you... for sure you do that because you're following the child's interests so naturally everything becomes customized you know one child's different than another if you have three children each one's going to be curious about different things and exploring different things and some maybe are more hands-on they like to do physical things with and build things and another likes to just read 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 all the time and then one other one likes to be outdoors all the time. So you, you let them follow that way and you help them in those areas. And, and it's really fun. I think it's really you know exciting to do this. Alex Lavica says, because of the situation now, children in many countries do not go to school. That's the good part. But they get tasked online. That seems awful because the government schools don't do anything right. Yeah, you know, this is the, it's kind of the good news, bad news. (laughs) The good news is they're not in school. The bad news is they're still doing the same nonsense. They're just doing it online. But, you know, it's one small step in the right direction. Keep, keep, Keep going in the right direction. That's what I say. The next step is to throw away all that school stuff and do it your way. Amir says, you've been to many Asian countries. Do those countries use the brave new world school system? Yes, every country I know of uses it. It's probably... uh, It's probably, in terms of brave new world, it's probably worst in Europe and Western Europe and North America but it's everywhere. Okay, a couple more and time for me to go. Speaking of babies, I gotta go take care of babies myself. And yeah, Dahan, just following up again, yes, I'll talk about hiking and camping. I can talk about some of my past trips and... uh, I'll be doing new ones. I can talk. I'll do some shows about hiking and camping with children. I've been reading about it. Um, it'll be kind of fun. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? I don't know. (laughs) Interesting off-topic question. Uh, Mitra says, uh, lots of love from Georgia, the country. Thank you. Leafy with a follow-up says what makes a lot of parents doubtful about the benefits of homeschooling is the newness, the lack of confidence. Again, that's why I'm doing the show today about unschooling. Get that book, the Unschooling Handbook, because this is just the zero stress, super relaxed, super easy, very effective way to do it. Unschooling. And also, in my opinion, the most Taoist way. 
Wu Wei, you know, effortless effort. <laughs> this is this is about as effortless as it, as it gets. Is <laughs> uh, unschooling, effortless and yet effective. So I'm quite a fan of it. I'll be I'll be doing a lot of it. Maybe not a hundred percent, but um, I'll be probably doing eighty percent let's say, of, of unschooling. It depends on my children and how their personalities end up developing in that area. But um, I'll be doing a lot of it myself, following exactly what I'm saying today. What do you teach your children right now? Well, they're one years old, so mostly what we're focused on is their physical development. And especially because one has uh, some physical problems. So mostly what I'm doing each day is uh, doing everything I can to motivate them to uh, crawl and walk and climb and get outside and just uh, explore different things, pick up things, look at things. And then, you know, we read them stories in books. That's it. Pretty relaxed. It's pretty chilled out. It's pretty unschooling in a way. Uh, I'm not... I don't force things too much. Cleefy says, uh, we want you to speak about the mindset of your jujitsu teacher. I should interview him. I haven't talked to him in a probably a couple years now but he's a wonderful guy and uh, I'd love to promote Impacto Jiu Jitsu in Osaka Impacto Jiu Jitsu all through Japan in fact Um, it's a good idea he's Brazilian lives in Japan fantastic guy and he's really good at Jiu Jitsu too so uh, that's a good interview uh, suggestion I'll write it down Yeah, that's interesting. Sarah says, I have a cousin that didn't go to school because she didn't want to. Her And her mother didn't force her because she was her only daughter. But it turned out that she grew up very smart and curious to learn. Yes. That's the normal thing. When you take off the pressure and the nonsense, even bad students, you know, so many kids get labeled as bad students, you know, like they're learning disabled, all these stupid labels. And, um, but a lot of what it is, most of what it is, is they hate school for, for different reasons. Some are, uh, some are bored, right? Like it's all just too easy, but they're just bored. And they don't even try. They might even get bad grades because they're just so bored. Everything's too slow. Everything's too boring. Um, others, maybe um, they struggle in some area. And uh, like I say, they struggle in math. And the, the, the way of teaching the math is, is, doesn't help them, doesn't work for them. Everything goes too fast. So then they get frustrated. And they feel like, oh, I'm going to stop trying because this is, I don't like this. I'd say maybe the most common thing you see, especially with as kids get older, is they feel that they start to realize that what they're learning in school has no connection to their real life. 
They're learning a bunch of stuff from textbooks and then they leave school and none of it is important. None of it is useful. And they start to think, well, this is all a bunch of nonsense. Like, I don't need any of this. This has nothing to do with my life. doesn't help me in any way. It's not interesting to me. And they just begin to, you know, lose, completely lose their interest in it. Right. And then they're constantly under the stress of tests and quizzes and grades. And uh, maybe they have parents who are pressuring them all the time. And some get good grades and some get bad grades. But, uh, you know, many times, in fact, I think that the good student, the so-called, <laughs> the so-called good students, the, the students who get the best grades are often the worst victims of schools, in my opinion. They're the ones I have seen who really get all natural curiosity and creativity destroyed in them, crushed. And they become like these little robots. And they become really good at, you know, memorizing what the teacher wants. They become really good at figuring out tests and getting their little grades. But then when they get out in the real world of life where everything's messy, they, they are clueless. And it's, that's the worst tragedy. And I guess worst of all is they, they don't know how to enjoy life at all. They're just all they want to do. They're like little, um, we call them bootlickers. <laughs> There's some slang in English. Bootlicker. Like a lick with your tongue, right? A bootlicker is someone who's like, just always like, um, kind of like worm tongue in uh, Lord of the Rings even worse than that like they're always just trying to please someone above them right oh what can I do how can I they just want to please 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 someone who's above them they don't think for themselves right they're just they're they're like little dogs it's, it's pretty sad they don't live happy lives unless they break out of that Knife says some of the richest people in the world haven't gone to school or yeah, or they quit school or yeah, many, many, many cases. You certainly don't need uh, a lot of schooling to become rich. It's not, uh, it's not the key thing. Education is, will not make you rich. There are other skills and other qualities that are required to become really rich and it's not college degrees. Muhammad says, um, uh, how does it work in countries Asia or Africa? It doesn't matter. Uh, where the majority of people are uneducated. How do they teach their kids? Again, the kids will learn. Libraries. Right? Internet. <laughs> Those two, you got to control the internet. Right? You can't just let them play around and play video games or, you know, watch bad stuff. You got to do it with them. But, um... It's easy. Once they once they learn how to read, they can learn so, 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 so much. So it's not actually that difficult, guys. There's such an intimidation. You know, this is another thing that the school systems do and the, the degrees is they intimidate, meaning they scare people. Oh, I don't have a college degree, so I can't teach my child. That's nonsense. That's crazy. College degree is more or less... 
it's just a, it's garbage man it's garbage most of them are garbage they're not necessary except the only reason they're necessary is because some jobs require them but they certainly don't it's not where you're going to learn most things it's not the key to education or, or, or being educated or being intelligent it has nothing to do with college All right, one more and then time for me to go. This is a long one, but I don't know. I'm excited. I like this topic, <laughs> so a little longer than normal today. Oh, so this is cool. Sarah, this is a follow-up on Sarah, which I'm at the, the cousin who learned and became quite educated just by, didn't go to school. The mother doesn't even know how to write her own name, but the child figured it out. See, this, so that's cool. Let me find out. I think you did another earlier comment I must have missed. Yeah, her mother didn't teach her, but in some way, my cousin found out how to learn about a lot of stuff, and now she treats her mother because she has heart disease and doesn't trust doctors. And then the final comment, let me see if I can follow it, and her mother didn't teach her. The cousin taught herself, right? So the mother was, this is the answer, like all these people who are so worried, what if somebody's not educated? doesn't matter the mom was not educated didn't send the kid to school but encouraged her child to learn independently and the child figured it they can figure it out guys all they have to do is learn to read once they can learn to read the entire world opens to them okay reading there's that one skill which is not hard to teach even Carol said they can figure out on their own eventually (laughs) okay her four-year-old taught her taught himself to read so once they have that everything else opens up they can learn basically anything else independently once they can read so yeah it's it's a lot of it what it is is just encouragement a lot of it from the parents is just being encouraging and supportive and it's it's a lot of kind of that psychological stuff it's it's yeah wonderful all right guys that's all for today really great thank you Sarah that, that's for that uh, it's very interesting about your cousin very nice okay well join my VIP program at effortlessenglishclub.com effortlessenglishclub.com commit don't quit and uh, check out the unschool if you have kids at home try some unschooling what? just try it why not unschooling handbook Mary Griffith get it see you next time bye for now